I said to you last Sunday morning that since we would not be meeting on Christmas Day, that I would present the lesson a little differently today so that we not just be talking in anticipation of an event and then come back again after the event has passed, but that we celebrate the event even as we await it the week in advance. During Advent, our lessons have been on the songs of the suffering servant. Four songs, four weeks. Today's lesson is on the final, the fourth song of the suffering servant. Suffering is a part of life. And while we celebrate the joys of life, we have to come to terms with the suffering that is parallel to it. Forty years ago, the Charles Schultz in his, in his Peanuts comic strip put on a television program which he called It's Christmas Charlie Brown. And in the course of that program, <clears throat> there was a moment when Charlie Brown despaired of all the commercialization of Christmas. And he said, what is Christmas all about anyway? Linus gave the answer immediately. After the query from Charlie Brown, Linus then proceeded to tell the story of the birth of Christ from the book of Luke. Let me take it one step further in a contemporary sense. What is Christmas all about? It is all about reconciliation to God. That and all that grows from that one particular thing. But the purpose for Christmas was to bring about a situation where we can be reconciled to God and we will be at peace with Him. Now, we are living in the era of the Christian era. The Messiah has come. We have recognized His coming. We celebrated at Christmas. We follow his life up until the moment that he gives his life, and Easter is a celebration of the victory of his life. And so all that God sought to bring about should be evident in the world today. Reconciliation is here. A recreation of Eden. Eden was perfection except for one thing. There was a serpent in Eden. The world today cannot be that which was promised on the eve of Christ's birth, a peace on earth, goodwill among all, cannot be a reality because the serpents are still in the garden. We tend to overlook the serpents, try to build upon the victories and the positives, but as long as the serpents are there, the kingdom of God will not come on earth, but it will come in our hearts. That's the true celebration of Christmas. It has come in our hearts while we are awaiting its coming in the world. When we accept Christ and allow Him to control our lives, then that reconciliation has been brought about. We are living in the kingdom of God, and all of the promises of Christmas have been fulfilled. Now, in that sense... 
I wanted to share with you this as our Christmas lesson. If I were to give it a title, the title would be Trying to Make Christmas Match the Christmas Card. What beautiful cards we've gotten from you in our home this season. And as I look at the cards, I see you because what is portrayed on that card is what is in your heart. You chose it because this represents you. We try to choose the card that best reflects our feeling of Christmas. And so, it was Christmas Eve. A stranger stepped heavily through the doorway of a department store. His body chilled from having walked upon the streets outside. And the moment that he stepped through the door, that wall of heat paralyzed him. For a moment, he lost all sense of where he was. And in that moment, he was carried along by the crowds that were crowding the aisles of the department store. He could hear faintly the playing of the music over the loudspeakers. It was all festive. Should have been joyful. But the crowd was rude and ruthless as they pushed him along the aisle until finally he came to a place where he could slip out of the crowd, a place that was vacant. He leaned heavily back against the counter, and then he realized why there was no one there. This was a counter where Christmas cards had been displayed for sale, and nobody was buying Christmas cards on Christmas Eve. And so he gained his composure there in that still place while the crowds moved by. He looked and there was a card lying on the counter that caught his eye, a beautiful card. Deep green background, a beautiful woman in a red dress trimmed with white fur. And atop the card were the letters in gold. Merry Christmas. A smile crossed the stranger's face, and he looked around the room to catch a glimpse of that merriment that comes with Christmas. But there was no merriment here, only tired feet and impatient voices. I wish they would do away with Christmas. It gets worse every year. What do you mean trying to sell me a soiled glove? What would you expect? You're about the 500th person to pick it up today. <laughs> As his eyes continued to sweep the room, it came upon a sign that said, gifts for the person who has everything. A mint candle toothbrush, gold toothpick, an expensively crafted flagon of cheap toilet water. And then suddenly he began to remember just shortly before he came into the building, he had been walking on a back street. It was the inner city, poverty everywhere. As he walked along the street, he came upon a little boy whose shirt was tattered and the wind was whipping about him and he was clutching an old mongrel dog to try to keep warm. And as the stranger walked by, he paused for a moment at a tar paper shack. He looked through the window. There was no hangings on the window. It was bare and open. 
And as he looked through, he saw a little girl sitting on the floor, peering intently through the seams of a cold heater where there was a flickering of light. There's a tree nearby, a fir tree, but most of the needles were gone. It was a cheap tree that had been almost given away because nobody wanted it, and she had put it in her corner. It was Christmas Eve. Santa would come tonight, but would Santa come to that house? Possibly not. So a wise mother had said, collect all your toys and put them under the tree so it will look pretty when Santa comes knowing full well that when morning came, that would probably be all that was under the tree. He walked by quickly and paused at a doorway when there was a, where there was a man in an old army overcoat crouched in the doorway trying to keep warm. The stench of cheap liquor swirled in the air about him. His eyes were bleary. His face was covered with stubble of weeks. But inside that coat pocket, there was a picture that was lent from being much looked at and handled. It was a picture of a handsome young man and a beautiful young woman and children. It was limp and broken from having been looked at many times since he had become an alcoholic and had left his family behind and made his home on the streets. The stranger looked at the card again, that beautiful young woman, and so much that was not beautiful. And so he laid it back in the box, took a deep sigh, closed his eyes for a moment. And then when his eyes opened, he, he saw a picture of a golden angel blowing a trumpet. And across the top of the card in gold letters was peace on earth. And he remembered the song of the angels on Christmas Eve, how they sang of peace on earth, a promise that the world had awaited for for many centuries. At last, peace on earth. And he looked at the picture and he thought, peace is the greatest gift that God can possibly give. And then suddenly he was jolted to reality as someone passing by brushed against him and he looked up and it was a young man in a soldier's uniform limping by one empty sleeve hanging from the shoulder pinned up to shorten its length on his head was a black beret and suddenly the stranger knew that the story was not what was told on the card suddenly he was in Baghdad and there he saw little children maimed from bombing, from automobiles that were blown up by terrorists, saw tanks rumbling down the streets of the city that was once the heart of the hanging gardens of Babylon, one of the wonders of the world. He saw houses half demolished, and he saw people crouching in dark places guns hanging at their side, awaiting the next gunshot. 
And then he stepped over an imaginary line into a neighboring country where he knew that there in these commodious buildings, there were the preparation from atomic bombs, nuclear bombs that could destroy other nations. And his mind went to North Korea where he knew there was a madman who was starving the children of food in order to stockpile weapons that one day he could threaten the world with annihilation unless they bowed down to him. These were the realities of that night as he held the card in his hand that said, Peace on Earth. Suddenly the card dropped heavily from his hand and lay upon the floor. A long time before he picked it up. And then the music changed in the department store. Now they were playing I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. He looked through the glass door and he saw that the snow was falling heavily outside. And that Santa Claus in a cheap red suit ringing the bell by an iron bucket was shivering as it grew colder and colder. He stood for a long time unwilling to think until his eyes fell upon another card and a smile crossed his face as he saw the picture on the card. Christmas greetings from my house to your house. And there pictured on the cover of that card was a living room where a father was sitting in an overstuffed chair reading a newspaper. The mother was sitting by a rocker by an open fire, knitting while the ball of yarn rolled on the floor between the two paws of a kitten. Two children were sitting under the Christmas tree, threading together popcorn to hang upon the tree. And there was a warm feeling that came from looking at that scene. And then suddenly the scene began to change. He realized in a moment that he was on the Gulf Coast of Louisiana, and there was that living room, and there they were all seated. But suddenly on that newspaper were the words, occupants have been asked to leave to escape the hurricane. And they knew that they must leave in order to protect themselves. And so the movement on that card now became the movement of a family out of their beautiful home, going to a high place where they would be protected from the winds of the hurricane. And suddenly the house was empty, but it continued to evolve. And suddenly the stranger saw the house completely demolished. All of the furniture swept away to the sea. The pictures on the wall were no longer there. Mementos had been lost forever. Everything that the family had lived for in one moment had been taken away. They were not wealthy. They had worked hard in order to have their home, had little savings because they had put everything they could pay into the mortgage that the house might be paid for. But their insurance wouldn't pay for the loss because it was flood damage and not wind damage and there was no coverage for flood. And so everything was lost. And he went back to begin the next day's work only to find the shop where he worked had been blown away and was told that it would not reopen and he no longer had a job. And so he stumbled back to the ruins of his house and there was nothing there that he could claim, no job by which he could protect his family. They were scattered now trying to find refuge elsewhere. And then on Christmas Eve, they gathered together 
They went to the church in the community where they worshiped, and they sat there for a while, but the father couldn't sit any longer. And as they worshiped, he got up and he walked out of the church and found his way back to the home that they had lost. It was Christmas Eve. It should be a happy time. But he sat down in the rubble and wept. There was no hope on this Christmas Eve in this house. And so the stranger held the card for a long time, reluctant to put it down. And then his eyes fell upon another card, and it said, Old little town of Bethlehem, how still I see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. It was a beautiful outline of a Judean village, a hill where shepherds kept watch over their flock on the side of the picture, a bright star hanging in the sky, giving one sole ray of light that settled upon a manger scene. He didn't pick up the card, he just allowed himself to remember that three years before he was in that same Bethlehem and there at the Church of the Nativity, 200 people, men, women, and children were crouched for their safety. Outside were Israeli tanks with their guns pointed toward the place where the Prince of Peace had been born. Suddenly someone threw a grenade and blew open the door and then rifles began to fire into that dark interior hoping that it might catch one of those crouched inside for safety and take their life. In his imagination he walked along the streets of Bethlehem, that quiet, still city, and there he saw soldiers grenades hanging from their belt. In the distance he saw an Israeli with the Star of David stitched on his uniform, his firearm cocked ready to fire. And on that hillside where there should have been shepherds, there was the encampment of soldiers waiting to be available if there were those who attacked them. And there along the street leading outside of Bethlehem was a man with a large coat hanging from his shoulders. The purpose was to shield the explosives that were strapped to his body. And he was waiting at a bus stop, waiting for a bus to come by that he might get on the bus, knowing that before he got off, he'd be only a mass of metal and burned bodies. And he looked in his imagination back to Bethlehem. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. He blinked his eyes to get rid of the picture that was so real. He heard a chime in the distance which was announcing that the store was closing. Everybody was leaving. He was hesitant to move. It was warm inside. 
it was cold outside. But then finally he was the only one left in the store and so he turned to leave. But as he walked out of the corridor, he glanced down and saw one more card. He stared at it for a moment and his eyes filled with tears. He picked it up and held it, pressed it to his breast, then reached into his pocket and pulled out a handful of coins and laid in the box to pay for the card and he carried it out with him. As he came to the door where the night watchman was keeping the door open until everyone had left, he paused for just a moment as though he were going to speak to the night watchman. The night watchman let his eyes fall upon the card that the stranger was clutching. And there was a picture of a man standing in a brown tunic, a young woman at his side in a beautiful blue shawl, holding a beautiful child in her arms with a circle of light hanging over the baby's head. And as the stranger walked by, he noticed that on each palm there were ragged scars. And as he passed through the door, he walked out into the snow as though he were walking on wounded feet. And the door closed behind him. The promise of Christmas is a reality in our hearts. But the serpents are still in the garden. And the call of Christmas is to rid our world of the serpents and let God's kingdom come.